Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your candidate or career search. I'm Casey Haston. I'm your host. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by VIP. So continuing along in our normal fashion, today I have brought a phenomenal guest to you to share some insight into his wisdom. I have with me today the author of The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life, Tom Holsey. Tom is an avid Ironman finisher, completing nine Ironmans prior to his 61st birthday, I had no idea you were over 60, in 2015, when he was diagnosed with cancer. Though he initially was ready to quit and not fight the disease, His loved ones and friends encouraged Tom to keep fighting and helped him build the winning mindset that led him to complete his cancer recovery goals and complete two more Ironman. He is also passionate about helping others through, there we go again, philanthropy. I got it out. I'm proud of myself. and is a board member for many cancer research organizations, helping others find the winning mindset to fight their own battles. Thank you for joining us today, Tom. It's an honor to be here, Casey. So I want to just kind of tell everyone, and I, I'm going to see if you remember where we first met. We met at Success North Dallas uh, about a year ago at an event right here. It was an we, event? Yeah. Yep. It was an open mic podcast yes. night. Yes. And you and I happened to sit at the table together, and we started talking, and I was like, you do? You, you ride bicycles? And I was like, what kind of bike do you have? And I remember you yeah, looking yeah. at me going, you know bikes? <laughs> I was like, I do, I do. So I kind of want to set this conversation up with one of my favorite quotes today. And I'm sure you're familiar with it. Um, all great thought leaders love Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. But I want to start this off with whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. And I really feel like that's what Tom's going to talk to us about today because you really had to set your mind to not just winning the race, winning in life. That's right. So um, so you have been an incredible inspiration in the health and wellness, um, as well as being the health and wellness evangelist. Tell us a little bit about what an Ironman is, because not everybody knows, and how it helped you to find your inner strength. Well, an Ironman is three disciplines. It's uh, a 2.4-mile swim oh my God. followed by a 112-mile bike. Worse. Followed by a 26.2 marathon. Yeah. All in one day. Without stopping. Without stopping, yes. The gun goes off at 7 a.m., and you have until midnight to uh, cross that finish line so that you can be called an Ironman. Wow. What did it feel like to finish your first one? Uh, it was just, it was an amazing feeling. They actually they all feel that way because you've put so much time and effort and energy into uh, to getting there and then getting to the finish line. It was just it was an, it was an amazing feeling. One of the most amazing feelings of accomplishment uh, that I've ever felt in my life. Did you fall down after the adrenaline stopped? I did actually <laughs> after my first marathon, or excuse me, after my first Ironman, I actually was, I threw up at the finish line. So <laughs> oh, I saw a lot of that when I went to the Ironman. That was like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just finished so strong, and as yeah. soon as they cross that line, they're like done. 
So once they get once they get that photo op in a smiling across yes. the finish line, then yep. so true. I forgot about the photo op. That's amazing. So I mean, obviously, you do a ton of physical training to prepare for something like this. What kind of mental? <clears throat> pardon me, mental training goes into an Ironman. How did that, and how did that mental training relate to the mindset you had to fight your cancer diagnosis? Well, first of all, uh, it's a very long day, the Ironman, and I like to say that it's really a, a metaphor for life. You have a lot of ups and downs during that day, just like we do in life, and how you uh, deal with adversity is really what uh, defines you. And there's a, there's a lot of parallels between the Iron Man and when you're overcoming uh, a challenge you have in life. In my case, uh, it was a cancer diagnosis, and it was uh, uh, again the, the parallels are, are are just the same. You've got to have that same same mindset uh, to to uh, compete in an Iron Man as you do um, you know overcoming cancer. Wow. Wow. And we were having this conversation right before we came on. I just want to kind of let everybody know so that we go on with this conversation in a happy tone. Um, you, I asked you if you were cancer-free, and you told me. The tr I'm actually, uh, cancer-free is not the right word. The right tr medical terminology is, is NED, no evidence of disease, because anyone that's had cancer, the, the, the potential for the cancer to recur is out there. So it's, uh, again, I like to refer to myself as being four and a half years NED at this point. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, how can people apply the same mental training to their own goals in life? Um, in other words, how important is it to have that winning and positive attitude when taking on challenges? Well, the right, uh, having the right mindset is really the, the first step uh, that you need to take in uh, in preparing for an Ironman and to de defeat cancer or any obstacles in life. And there are really uh, three keys in my mind to having that mindset, that winning mindset or growth mindset, if you will. And that's uh, perseverance, overcoming, overcoming fear, and being intentional. And all three of these are uh, really what go into that mindset or that, that mentality that it takes to, uh, to complete uh, an Iron Man or overcoming an obstacle in your life. So I know we've talked about this. We've had lots of discussions, and I just want to kind of bring this in for just a second. Um, my boyfriend, Steve, who I've yet to introduce you to, but it's going to happen. We're going to have a dinner or something. Recently completed, well, re almost a year ago, completed his first Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And I was firsthand witness to the mental fortitude he had to have, the training that went into it. And I was so inspired by him and then you after talking to you that I started kind of comparing that just like you're doing to life and mm -hmm. to, I think everybody has an Ironman. It's just not the same, yep. right? Yep. And so I wrote an article about what is your Ironman. And I really wanted to challenge people to think about it. You know, what is that goal? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to, you know, get fit, lose weight, whatever it is, that is your Iron Man, right. and you have to attack it, you know, with the right mindset, number one, because if you go in there thinking you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. What is it Theodore Roosevelt says? If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Yep. That's exactly right. So, I mean, you have to have the right mindset, and then you have to have the commitment. You have to be, like you said, committed to the cause. And finally, you got to show up. You can't finish that race if you don't show up, That's right. right? That's right. So, And I always like to say that half the battle of an Ironman really is getting to the starting line. Yeah. 
uh, is it, because it usually it takes a year to really prepare for one, mm -hmm. and so much can go go wrong in that year. So really, half the battle is is just getting to that starting line. And I also like to say that a lot of people think the Ironman is just a physical event, but it really is comes back to mental. And I really I like to say that sixty percent of doing an Ironman is is really mental yeah. for, versus uh, the physical. Yeah, it would be so easy for me because I don't think I could do an Ironman, but it'd be so easy to be sitting there and I mean, you know, about to transition or about to start your run and just want to go, I, I, I'm done. I want to stop. You know, I mean, did you ever have those moments when you thought you were going to stop or did you did you have your mindset like a still trap? Well, the having that right mindset uh, is key to really overcoming those uh, obstacles. As I mentioned earlier, in, in an Ironman, just like in life, you have your ups and downs, and you've got to be, have that mindset and, and setting and have those goals out there to uh, look beyond those uh, times when you're when you're maybe you're going through some uh, tough times. Again, it applies to life too. You've got to have that those long term goals, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I did when I. Uh, was diagnosed with my cancer was I set goals for myself to get beyond uh, those uh, those those dark days and those peaks and valleys that you go through and something like that that is such an analogy for life I mean not I mean what you went through was traumatic and it was huge and I mean it really probably required a stronger mindset than just everyday life I'm sure but still you know and I try to teach my team and teach others when I'm coaching them that if you're you your mindset is everything. You create your own reality. And so you, right. have, to, you have to believe that it's going to be okay. doesn't mean it's always going to work out that way, but it's sure not going to work out that way if you don't believe it. That's right. So, That's right. Um, okay. In your book, The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life, it tells your story about growing from an athlete absorbed with physical training and competition to a man that is devoted to helping and inspiring others. It really teaches a lesson about servant leadership and serving others to serve yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you've done to give back to others and support your cancer research and how that's helped you continue to build your winning mindset? Let me back up. Being being a, a cancer survivor has has given me has given me a wonderful perspective on life. And there's a there's a great quote that I have really embraced, and it's the, and it's the one sentence. It's on Jan Jackie Robinson's tombstone, and it says, "A life is not important except for the impact it has on other lives," and that has and I've really embraced that that uh, that sentence, and that has given me you know a perspective to really you know uh, what you know, really to make a difference in other people's lives and all. When I was first diagnosed with cancer. I heard the three words I never wanted to hear, uh, anyone wants to hear, but it was on my birthday in 2015. Ugh. And I was, I was, it was a gut punch, and I was in a pretty dark place. And I did not share my, uh, my diagnosis with, with very many people, which uh, lessons learned, that's not the way you approach something like this, but I, I kept it inside. But I did confide in a couple of people, and one of the people that I confided in uh, was my good friend Jan Claudner uh, through Success North Dallas, and and he had gone through some medical issues himself, and he knew that I was in a, again, at that time, I was in a pretty dark place, mm -hmm. and he said, one of the things I did to get beyond my, uh, my medical challenge was to, to set goals for myself. And Jan knew that I was an Iron Man, and he said, and the motto of the Iron Man is anything is possible. And he said, Tom, 
you need to uh, you need to set goals for yourself to get beyond these dark days. As I had, again, I was I was in a, in a pretty dark place. When you when you hear the word cancer, it's almost like you know a death sentence mm -hmm. because compounding my uh, compounding my uh, negative mindset, if you will, at that point was I had just witnessed. Uh, my best friend lose his life to uh, prostate cancer mm. and it was gut-wrenching to uh, witness what he was going through and I thought well it was it was it, my time was up but anyway fast forward to my conversation with Jan I, I decided you know I was going to start setting goals for myself to get beyond beyond all that um, I had two long-term goals that I said I had well I had a short-term and intermediate long-term and my long-term goals were was to be able to do the, another Iron Man, and also be able to walk my daughter down the aisle. Mm. I'm going to cry. I need and, tissue tray. <laughs> and uh, and I achieved my goals. And uh, and but it, at the time when I was doing all this, it was it wasn't so much to to make a difference in the world, but it, but but being able to uh, start talking about it, I started blogging. It was it was uh, very therapeutic for me. Good for um, you. A year after my diagnosis, with my wife's encouragement, um, I wrote my first blog, and she said, if, if you impact one person in this world, just think how that would make you feel. And the first response back I got back was from a gentleman in New Zealand. I had given him hope and inspiration. And so then it just, it just kind, of, uh, kind of mushroomed from there, and uh, I had received more and more responses. So, again, my goal at the time wasn't to... Uh, to, to make a difference, but it was very therapeutic for me, and 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 uh, and that's when I again I just I just went from there. So so how did you go from writing your book and I mean tell me the sequence of events? Did you write the book and then you started going on the boards for the cancer organizations or? Uh, well, in um, in March of 2016 is when I wrote my first blog. And one of the things that uh, was given to me on my surgery day was this um, blue wristband. I've never taken it off, and it says zero, the end of prostate cancer. And I thought it was just a cool-looking wristband, mm -hmm. and, uh, but I didn't know who, anything what zero was, but I, I continued to wear it. But it was in March of 16 when I decided to do some research because I really wanted to, to what can I do to, to, to make a difference, you know, with my story? Because I was seeing the success uh, my blogs are having, and I looked into zero, and subsequently I, uh, I joined their endurance team, and I, and I raced for them at... Uh, at Ironman Lake Placid, and then subsequently at uh, at the World Championship in Kona, uh, representing them in fundraising. And uh, I was just going to say, is this is in Kona, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to show his book real quick. Okay, I'm not real good at this. <laughs> um, the Winning Mindset. That is his picture in Kona, and he. Uh, this was what number was this? Nine or eight? This was number 11. This was oh, my, 11. my last one. Okay, okay. So beautiful. Go get the book. Help support. Because I believe, don't all your proceeds or the majority uh, of them? The net proceeds, 100% of the net proceeds go back to uh, cancer research and education and awareness. That's awesome. I did not mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's all right. Uh, but as far as the sequence of, e of events, though, the book just came out a year ago. But, but I had joined the board of Zero, the End of Prostate Cancer back in, in 17 after I completed my long-term goals of, uh, of doing the Ironman and walking my daughter, daughter down the aisle, I changed my focus now to advocacy and awareness, and I joined the board uh, of Zero, 
and um, shortly thereafter, people said, you ought, to, you ought to write a book. Your book is so, your story is so encouraging. And so I did that, and it's, uh, and it's been very rewarding, the, the lives I have impacted with this. At the time, I didn't think I would really, was really not author material. I was, you know, writing a blog is one thing, but writing a book is mm -hmm. another thing. Uh, but the, but the, the, the lives I've impacted, though, with the book has been uh, phenomenal. The book is very much uh, a grassroots effort. Um, I'm self-published. I don't have an agent. This picture on the cover was taken on a whim with my wife's cell phone camera. Had oh, no that's idea. awesome. I had no idea it was going to be the cover of a book. And like I said earlier, best of all, though, proceeds are going back to, uh, to cancer research. And, uh, um, and, and now I've been doing some other things. I do, uh, do a lot of advocacy work for Zero in D.C. on Capitol Hill. Uh, I'm part of the Congressionally Directed Medical Research Programs, the Prostate Cancer Research Program under that. Uh, it, it was allocated $110 million last oh, wow. year by Congress. And so that number keeps growing. And um, very honored that, that or it's, it's just so neat to see that, that uh, despite all the turmoil and all in Washington, that, that uh, we're able to get this kind of funding. And I'm going to be going back next month with, with our group to advocate for more dollars. And I sit on the other side of the, of the table on this particular program. Is, um, I am a peer reviewer for the, uh, for the Prostate Cancer Research Program, where we d determine what, how that money is going to be allocated for grants and, and, uh, and, and research and all. So I, uh, again, so I see how that, our advocacy is working. Mm -hmm. And then um, on the other side of the table, uh, you know, determining where, how that money is going to be allocated. I've done other things now. I, I now sit uh, on the Mary Crowley Cancer Research, uh, Mary Crowley Cancer Research here in Dallas, and they uh, do uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, they they work with all different types of cancers. Uh, it's, give, it's giving more options to uh, cancer patients, um, and uh, very very uh, honored to to serve on their board now too. Do you sleep? Do I sleep? Well, once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're pretty busy. Um, okay, so one of the themes you cover in your book is be intentional. How do you do that every day? Well, first of all, being intentional for me since my cancer has been has has been uh, pretty straightforward because uh, I was very intentional because I wanted to achieve my goals, uh, uh, cancer recovery goals. So I was being intentional was getting to the to the to do the Ironman again, being able to do that, that, that took a lot of uh, 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 being intentional. And being intentional keeps you focused, if you will. And now today I am intentional because I know I'm uh, positively impacting uh, people's lives to, with my story. So that help, helps me be intentional uh, on, on a daily basis. I love that. I love that. Um, I have a question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but... Um, were you going through chemo or any kind of treatment like that while you were training for the Ironman? I was not. Okay. I was going to say, wow, that would have been tough. I, I was fortunate, and, and part of my message to uh, really any cancer, but to men in general, is, is to, uh, to get checked because the early detection and the PSA blood test is what ultimately, uh, ultimately saved my life. I, again, it was detected early, so... Um, it had not spread outside of the prostate, and uh, and that's 
and that was again a, a blessing in disguise uh, for me. Uh, many of my um, friends and associates that are part of this, I call it reluctant brotherhood, mm -hmm. haven't been as fortunate as mm -hmm. me. So uh, it was detected uh, early. Oh, and uh, um, to put those numbers, to put the numbers in kind of in perspective, uh, if you will, uh, according to the American Cancer Society, one in eight, uh, one in eight Caucasian and Hispanic men will, will uh, be diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. One in six African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime, and, and there's not, no one seems to have an answer for that yet now, right, why African-Americans are more prone to that. But to put those numbers in perspective, uh, one in eight women will be diagnosed with, with uh, breast cancer in her lifetime. So the numbers are, are very similar. The, the deaths uh, uh, associated with uh, prostate cancer actually ha have, have gone up over the last few years, even, wow. th even though the headlines you've seen recently talk about uh, cancer deaths have gone down, but, that's, but there's several cancers, including prostate cancer, where that's not the case. Wow. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about overcoming your fear, which you kind of address in the book as well. You know, and in my career, in my, what I do, um, you know, I help people find jobs all the time. Sometimes they're unemployed, and it can be it can be a scary time for them. Yeah. So what advice would you give, um, let's say, a job seeker or anybody on overcoming fear? Well, the first step in overcoming fear is to acknowledge it. And then you have to, but you can't, you can't focus on it. If it, fo if you focus on, on that fear, it's going to, uh, it, it's, it's going to be detrimental to your, to your job search or, or whatever your your challenge may be. But you've got to, you've got to uh, acknowledge it and then and then move on. And uh, and again, it goes back to setting those setting goals too. You've got what what is it, what is it you're trying to. Uh, achieve and and that's going to help you get beyond that uh, that, that fear I mean fear fear is is natural uh, just like in my when I was diagnosed with with cancer I was I was uh, I was paralyzed for a while literally and uh, but I but I acknowledged it and then and and then I then I moved on from that yeah you can't sit in fear because you're not going to get anywhere mm -hmm. You can't dwell on it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I try to tell my candidates when they are expressing that they're fearful or not confident to go to a job interview is, you know, you need to envision yourself where you want to be. And, you know, people think that I have all this confidence in the world, but it's just because, you know, I see myself where I want to be. And I think if you do that, it will help you overcome that fear quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and, and definitely don't dwell on it. And we've talked about this, and I love that, you know, you are repeating a lot of the things that a lot of thought leaders say, right? Mindset. It really, really, really comes back to mindset. I can't stress how important that is because your brain is going to focus on whatever you're thinking about. That's right. And if you're thinking about the negative stuff, that's all you're going to see. That's right. So, um, so, you've, so you've got to focus, uh, focus beyond, uh, you know, where you are maybe today. You know, again, those, those uh, pitfalls or the valleys that you have, you've got to to look beyond that and look and look toward uh, the, uh, your ultimate goal. Absolutely. Um, you once posted an article on LinkedIn called "When I is Replaced with We, Even Illness Becomes Wellness." Mm-hmm. 
In this post, you described how important it was to talk to others about your emotions, and you mentioned that the feeling of aloneness can swiftly take over you. And I know we've talked about one person, but who are some of the other people that have helped you overcome, and how can someone that is feeling isolated in their battle reach out and get not feel so isolated? There were a couple of lessons learned in, through my journey, and like I said, I went about it the wrong way, but hopefully my, you know, these lessons learned uh, can help other people uh, because a cancer diagnosis, as you mentioned, can, can be overwhelming and, and very isolating, especially uh, f for men. I, w I was there, and uh, they don't want to talk about it, and it's so important to have a support group around you, whether it's a cancer diagnosis or job search, whatever, but you've got to have that uh, support group around you because it could, if not, those emotions can swiftly uh, o overtake you, and it almost did in, in my case. Well, uh, we're so glad it didn't. Yeah. I have thoroughly enjoyed meeting you and getting to know you Likewise, a little better. Casey, so. yeah. Okay, um, we are down to the part of the show where we ask you our VIP questions. Are you ready? I am ready. We ask, nobody gets out of here without answering these questions, okay? <laughs> um, so if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? I would take my Bible. I would take my bike. <laughs> Got to get around. And then uh, my wife, Lauren. I was going to say maybe an air pump to pump up the tires because you know they're going to go flat. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, what is the one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? I, go, I work out set the alarm for 4.30 and... Uh, oh, that's... Oh, gross. And, but it's, it just energizes you and gets you pumped for the day, though. You just feel so good when you... And, it, and again, that goes back to that uh, being intentional. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and you've... Yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes because sometimes you don't really want to get out of bed, but, but knowing what the end result is, how it's going to feel, you know, for the rest of the day, it just... There's not, not a better feeling. Good for you. I do not start my day off working out, just yeah. going to say. <laughs> um, That's my cup of coffee. Oh, there you go. And final question, um, well, at least for the VIP questions. Um, if, there, if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Life is not a spectator sport. I Give me five on that one. I love that. <laughs> that I've, it's always been, my, uh, always been my motto, and it'll be with me. The day I die. I actually stole that from you. <laughs> Do you remember the picture that I did that went with that article, that blog? Yes. Yeah, uh, I stole that from you. Life is not a spectator sport. So. But I think that, you know, that really does uh, de define me. I agree. And all activities, uh, you know, everything in life. It's, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. How, how do people find you, Tom? If, how do they find you to buy your book or just to find out, maybe connect with you? Well, my, I have my website, mm -hmm. which I believe is being displayed across the yep. bottom of the screen, TomHulsey.com. And, and we'll also put it in the show notes. And, and it's on Amazon, the, the book. You can either look, go by the title of the book or my last name, and I'm right there on Amazon. And I would very much appreciate uh, people's support, and it's going for a great cause. It absolutely is. And again, the title of that book is The Winning Mindset that saved my life by tom holsey so tom this has been amazing thank you so much for coming on the show and i just have one last thing to say to you yes you are a vip <laughs> thank you and that's a wrap for today join us next week here on the we are vip podcast 
We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.